This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is August 28th, 2020. And I don't even know if I should start this with DigitalDarren.com because this is something new we're doing. And I don't know if this is if this will run on DigitalDarren.com or if it will be its own separate podcast. But uh, we're crashing it for now. Uh-huh. We're going to crash it for now. Yeah, it's going to be on Digital Darren initially, and then it may move over to its own platform at some point. But we're doing this once a month. And it is basically a, while our dog is going crazy over this bar, this is basically a Walter's We Are podcast. So it's going to be feature me and the first lady of Digital Darren and maybe other family and guests sometimes. But it's basically just a month a month. And um, I got um, basically just a status of what's going on in our lives, our family. It's going to be pretty personal, pretty intimate. I mean, we won't get into it. Oh, life. is it? Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about what's in the bed, but we're going to talk pretty much everything about family life, our family life, like, you know, what's going on in our family I life. wish they could see you as the dog is permanently on top of you. Mr. Belvedere, get down. So, again, this is, this is probably a spinoff into its own thing, but my initial idea is that this would be on Digital Dara and the Patreon. Oh, mm, there we go. So. I don't want people to have to pay to hear us. Well, think of it's an enhancement to digital dare. So, like, if you want, if you really love digital dare, then this is. I don't have that many people. I'm new. I don't have a fan base. Let me build up a fan base. Uh, I hope so. Y'all like me. Side note: um, If you've been, if you haven't been listening, go listen to the Darren Watches the Wire series. Um, First Lady and myself basically break down the wire. I've never seen the wire until now. Good Kobe show. He loves it. I like it a lot. The wait to see season five. We're gonna do season five. We're gonna do an award show where I say where it ranks all time in my list of things. So be on the lookout for that. But we've already done seasons one, two, three, or four. So you know, I think the first natural question is why are we take into a podcast to talk about our family and why are we doing it once a month? Um. Well, you love to podcast. That's what's all you and your friends do. And so I think it's one of your hobbies, and we did it for The Wire, and it sparked the interest. You liked recording us, and I guess that's here we are. Well, I think mine is, I think my response is much more strategic. I think it's a way. <laughs> well, you are so elevated. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, when I did want to do this as kind of a Patreon thing, like, we, we are, without sports, we're coming short on content, essentially. I- up. I ain't no gap filler here. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, without, so there's several reasons. Without first of all, the NBA is on. We just watched a baseball game. But we're a sport. We're more of a football-based podcast. We talk about those others, and we talk about oh. them on a high level. But we're more of a football podcast. But all that to say is that if you keep throwing that ball, he's gonna keep bringing it back to you. I'm not trying. I'm trying to get him out of the way. But the reason we're doing this one is because you know, from a content standpoint, but more importantly, it's something to be like. To possibly help couples. So we have a son and we hope to expand our family at some point soon. But like he can come back and listen to these and just see, you know, how crazy his parents are. Oh, what was going on, right? So it's almost like a 
the podcast is get a journal. Down. It's like a journal or whatever. Something he can come like we we have a journal that we individually write into, but it is more so like a journal, not just to him, but how we ran our house. You know, some of the things that we may have talked about that weren't for kids at the time or whatever. So he can just come back and listen to get a full view of a clearer picture of his parents, individually and collectively. Okay. So those are the... I'm just a supportive, loving wife who is by her man's side. And if he wants the podcast, I will podcast. And everybody, if you listen, she's going to put the sauce on it a lot. So, so what's, <laughs> what's going on right now? So we're going to try to keep these between 20 to 45 minutes. I know that's a pretty big window, but we're not going to try to... We're definitely going to keep them under 45 minutes, hopefully in that 30 minute mark. But we'll see. What's, so what's going on in our lives right now is... Almost September 2020. Almost your birthday. Almost my birthday. 2020 has been a crazy year for us and for everybody, right? But kind of for us. And, you know, one of the things that personality-wise that my wife is, she swings really wild. And, you know, she's all over the map sometimes. So we went from... Hold on. You need to, like, expand upon that. That just sounds like... No, no, I mean, you all over the map sometimes. Like, so perfect example, we have found ourselves looking for a house (laughs) almost. Why are you laughing? I mean, because that's what's going on. We started off with, well, one day we need to start thinking about looking at a house too. Well, maybe. I'm fully committed all in person, just the same way I am in this marriage. Oh, God. But it was went from casually to like, hey, let's casually look to. Hey. Well, we saw a couple things that sparked our interest. Yeah. I and mean, we want to move. We hate this side of town. I hate Camp Creek. Well, you may not want to say that specific. We'll just say the south side of Atlanta. Why? Camp Creek is big. Don't you think they're going to find us? Yes. Half the people on your podcast probably know exactly where we live. <laughs> Everybody who listens to your podcast has probably been to our house. No, we got fans outside of it. Who? And nobody else. A friend of yours, husband. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, we have fans all over. <coughs> we have fans all over the country and you all over the world. A ex-husband. He's been to our house. No, he ain't. Not since we've been together, but he's been to our house before. Oh, okay. Right, so. Again, everybody who listens to the podcast is probably literally. No, nah, we have fans in Houston and LA. We have fans. We have fans across the country. Okay. Don't diminish digital dare. But anyway, um, we've been looking at we've been looking at several houses, and it's been very frustrating for us. Um, for things we can't control and things we can't control. And you know, one of the surprising things during COVID, you said, was that you know basically it's a shortage on houses. So, in our kind of looking for homes, you know. We're we're blessed to be in a situation where I wouldn't say we're high income earners, but we both make more than the normal American person or whatever. I can't say where we live, but you can say our income. Well, I'm not. I'm just, I just say our income. I just said what category we would be in. Okay. So I think that you know, normally we would be in a we would have found an easier time to find what we want. Um, well, there are several reasons of why we're having a tough go at it, if you will. It's a very complex situation. So, I mean, we got time to explain. Like, what are your thoughts on it? One, we both have bought a home before, and we both bought the home as single people. 
and only had to deal with our own wants, desires, needs, and all of that. So it was only a meeting of the mind of one. Whatever you wanted in your house is what you got. Whatever I wanted in my house, I got. Now we're coming together as a unit and what you want and what I want doesn't necessarily line up, especially in the beginning. So we had to really come up with what was important to both of us and go from there. So that was like the first thing. Wouldn't you agree? I think that's been, I think it's been two things that have been kind of a journey to get to. And I think that that's one of them. Um, the second part of the journey is kind of what the thing we can't control, where the market, yeah, the market. is. Right, or yes, whatever. but so, I think just as before you get into the market, the one, our own list of what's important to us, what is a non-negotiable, what we must have versus a nice to have was very different in the beginning. And we both had to come to a level of compromise. And we're still not there 100%. We still go see houses, and sometimes I'm convinced if I like it, you just purposely don't like it because I like it. There's nothing like that. So, like, I think that one of the things is, as a person, you're way more particular than me. And when it comes to home buying, is I just, so when it comes to home buying, I know what I don't like. I'm not falling for that. You are the one who's like, I, it'll be things about a house. You can't even say what it is, but you're like, I don't love it. Like, at least I can tell you, you're just talking about the fact that I like large master bath bedrooms. That's no, all I don't have them. So I don't have a problem with you liking large master bedrooms. The problem I have is that what you like, like fundamentally, we like two complete, we want two completely different things in the house at a very, 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 very base thing. Like you want new construction whatever whatever i'm looking at it financially what can you get the most bang for your book so that has led me which i don't understand because it's not like you're going to be over here trying to fix something or do something you just gonna have us live in this old beat down house again i could be wrong i could be leading us down the wrong path but i think that while you want new construction i want bang for your book which normally means an older house where you have to do some renovation work a lot of renovation works. I'm not trying to minimize that. Of which you have no expertise, knowledge, or anything about. But I agree, but I've been on the flip side of homes where you get new. Like, I've had a new home and I... In a shitty-ass part of town. Well, I mean, I don't see any difference in the new homes we've looked at. On the side of town we looked at, I haven't seen any difference, except for they're bigger and more expensive. But it's not like we went... It's not like the same problems that that are on the same side of town are on that side of town because they're mass produced, right? So, like, there's no craftsmanship in those things. So that's that's kind of you know. Now he's reading Architectural Digest. <laughs> that's kind of like the f- fundamental problem. But then you know, as we got, like you said, as we kind of learn more and more and more, like of course, side of town, like we came with three sides of town. And we could only really agree on one, so that's the main one we're looking at. That's the main one we're looking at. What's big? What's big for me, and what's big for you are different things. Like I said, the fundamental thing for me is price. Like, are we getting what I feel is fair? Well, value? I think that's like the part two to what we're talking about with part. Not even number two. It's the part two to number one is that we are also looking to increase the size of our home and value of our home because of the side of town we're going to live on. And it's a substantial increase of us trying to double. That's a big jump. So because of the market and the fact that 
the supply is so short and demand is so high due to the low freaking interest rates. The market is crazy and you can't find a value. It's an extremely seller's environment. Agreed. It's completely skewed to them having all advantages. And you're looking to get some hot deal, some BOGO, and it doesn't exist. People are paying top dollar. I mean, we went and saw... I literally found a house that wasn't even listed for 12 hours. We saw it and we put an offer in the next day and we were outbid by somebody else who went over the listing. Well, not even outbid. They just put in an offer over. So, like, it wasn't even bid competition. And it was over the list price. And we saw it within 12 hours. Like, what more can a person do? Agreed. So, I think that the one, one of the few advantages we have during this time is that we don't have to buy immediately. No, we don't. And that's why we haven't bought. And that's probably why our realtor is like, F you guys. But shout out to our realtor. She's listening. Um, But we want to move definitely before our son starts pre-K. So I think that this is where we are aligned. We both want to move sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Because you said it best. Like, this side of town is... Sucks. Is not the best. Especially when you're family-oriented and, you know... Single, you can get through this. If you're not a thought going to Fridays to bike night, I mean, who's going to bike night on Fridays? I used to. Okay, this. First of all, bike night's not even on Fridays. That's how we know you're not in the game. Exactly. So, like, (laughs) if you. (laughs) But now, I'm a a happily married woman. I'm not going to bike nights. I'm not going to the U bar or to the pizza bar or whatever the freak it's called. I don't even care about that. I would take Club Fridays. I can't stand the level of service you get at everyday places. I'm not talking about Friday nights. I could take that. Yeah. It's on freaking Saturday mornings or wherever. Our Target doesn't even have a customer service desk. I think that's probably the best place you get customer service around. And they don't even have a customer service desk, though. Like, how we got a subpar Target? Like, Target is bougie. Like, (sighs) I hate it over here. Every time we go to a restaurant, like, we literally won't go eat over here. We have like 30 places to eat and we refuse to eat any of them. Part of it is that you're bougie and have a sophisticated palate. And the other part is every time we go, we are literally let down. We just tried to do Chili's takeout the other day and those fuckers dropped the ball as usual. I don't even know why I'm surprised. Yeah, I had to write them a letter. You did write the letter? Well, I wrote them an email well, and complained. Different. And I went in there and complained to the manager. Who did the email go to corporate? Yeah, like I went on their corporate site and complained. Like, what's wrong with y'all? And they sent me a gift card. It's probably like $10. But literally, it's like that every single time. Every time I go to a restaurant on Camp Creek, it's like, why did I come here? The only- you said it best. Like, they, they, you're surprised when they don't let you down. Yeah, I won't even go to the Starbucks over here. And I go to Starbucks at least once a day. So I go out of my way to give money to another Starbucks. The only thing that works in Camp Creek is shout out to Cleopatra Nails because that's the one thing that really works over here. Nothing else works. I do see that. Cal, shout out to Calhoun. Calhoun, and we talked about this yesterday about why service is so sucky on this side of town. And what he said? I mean, just more cultural mentality. The waitress thinks she's supposed to make the same amount Megan the Stallion making stuff like you know, like it's just a cultural thing or whatever. So, like, I think that you know. That's a bigger discussion for another time and place. I just hate that literally you and I, like tomorrow, Saturday, we have to take our, we don't have to, but we take our son to swim. After swim, we'll get some lunch and we'll run our errands. 
We do all of that on a different side of town. We literally drive 30 minutes away so our son can go to swim, so we can get something decent to eat, so we can go run our errands. We don't, and literally we live three miles from every major shopping thing that one could possibly need, but we hate it so much we don't use it and we drive 30 minutes away. Well, I think that's a different argument. I think that part of it is because the swim is on that side of town. But we won't come over here and get something to eat. We avoid this. We avoid this Agreed. like the plague. Agreed. Agreed. I, I saw I, I, the one <laughs> unifying factor is that, hey, we don't want to live on this side of town. We've kind of, not kind of, we found the side of town that we do seem to like. Well, you have limited us very much so geographically because you refuse to live like outside the perimeter, even though where we're looking is like technically outside the perimeter, but because you can throw a rock to the perimeter, I guess you're okay with it. So what do you mean? What size of town would you be considering? I don't even know, but you're like, no, I'm not looking at like, it literally needs to be right in here. So I, so well, okay. Cause I see like Douglasville. It's a nice family oriented oh, no, 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 place. No, no, see? No, 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 exactly. No, 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 no. I don't even want to live in Douglasville. That's not even the better side of town. But the moment I say something, I thought it was originally, it seems to have fallen off. Okay, what if I said Union City or someplace south where you get more bang for your buck? No, 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 no. Exactly. No, 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 no. no. Not just that. It's so the- where, where, what side of town could I say? So I was looking at a house in Dunwoody. That's freaking where we're looking now. No, like no, no. Next door. It's, it's a little further over. Like It was up like Holcomb Bridge kind of, that part of it. It was in our price range and it was one of the houses... So I was actually talking to my coworker about this and he was like, everybody wants to live in Sandy Springs. He was like, but you got to go further up 400 to be able to afford it. You going to go further up 400? You going to go to Holcomb Bridge? I won't want to. But I mean, the area we're looking in, again, the area we looked in, we put in, we put in an offer on three, four houses. And we got like outbid on all of them. We got outbid on all. But like a couple of them, we were we didn't realize the market was so sad. So the first two, we just didn't. The first two were ignorance on our part. And one of those houses, I really, in retrospect, really did. That's the one I wanted. But the second house probably was the one that probably made the most sense. Like when you see the final price of it, like that's the one that probably fiscally made the most sense for us. But you wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have known that in the time. You wouldn't have known that in the time. Well, you didn't even like it at first. I didn't. I still, it still falls down. Like, so the house that's the, the first house, the house I love is number one. And then we went for a house that was a complete fixer up for a cheaper price. That's number two. And then the, the other two. <laughs> so, like, it still falls, like, out of four houses, it's still on my second half, bottom half of the houses. It's just. It was better than the last house. Well, like you said, we do not have to move right now. Our main time frame is either when we're expecting another child, which we're not at this time, or David starts pre-K. I agree with it. So we have a little bit of time, and hopefully the market, because really, the market is just so crazy, and the fact that it's such a seller's market, we need it to calm down some. When I was listening to this other financial podcast, they don't expect interest rates to really move in general. So interest rates are probably going to be this low for a while. So hopefully the market somewhat stabilizes if Lord knows what happens with this pandemic and the economy overall. And vote, it's a voting year, right? So like that matters too when buying a home. They say you shouldn't buy doing a voting year, I think, or whatever. Shouldn't make big purchases. I never heard of that. Yeah, it's something like that. 
because you don't know what the next prison is. They could be a train wreck world, basically for the economy. Like, get in. Well, good Lord. If this ain't a train wreck. I'm just telling you that's, I'm just telling you that's, that's kind of what the thing is. We're so, going to be jumping from the pot into the fire. <laughs> but I do think that, like, you know, to any young couples or any couples out there, I think that one of the things is this was a big listening compromise. And seeing how your partner moved because we both are middle-aged who've been single most of our lives like middle-aged singles or whatever right and like when you get married or get together late in life there's a certain level of like everything right like you're setting your ways you're setting your ways right and so like when you're setting your ways and you can live inside your means we both been able to kind of live inside of our means financially and other ways so like it's not so like a lot of stuff we can do independent of each other like you we pay our house bills. We have joint account where we pay our house bills, but outside of that... Yeah, we move totally separately. Your money is your money. My money is my money. Okay? <laughs> and it's never... Like, we split stuff down the middle if it's, like, big stuff. But, like, you know, we have... Uh, and I suggest every couple does do this. We have a number that, hey, if it's over this amount, we need to talk about it as a couple. But under this amount, it's a go. And that amount may be... The amount I, that we have for us is higher than other couples I know. In my circle or whatever. What are other couples? So theirs is five hundred. Ours is a thousand, I think. <laughs> you don't even know what it is. You be out here spending. Nah, I know ours is a thousand, but like most of the people I talk to, like it's only been like three or four. Other but that's only if you're getting a purchase, not if you're like doing something else with a thousand dollars. Like mean? you pro- invest. You don't ask me. Yeah, yeah, but that's not. I know. I'm just saying it's purchases. Yeah, it's purchases or whatever. So like, like something detrimental, you know, pay off student loan debt and stuff like that. I don't tell you. You don't tell me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like, again, it's you know, you can loan somebody some a friend or some money. Like if it's you know, like hold on, no, you can't loan. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying if it's oh. under that amount, then. But like yeah. <laughs> to your point, like I don't know if for us that number may be too high, whatever, whatever. But all that to say that we've been able blessed enough to where. Well, that's just because a thousand dollars we're blessed that it's not going to make or break us. Right now, yep. yeah. So. so, like, if you do something I think is idiotic with a thousand dollars, I'll just be like, uh, "We lost it. It won't kill us." I mean, I'd be salty about it, but it wouldn't kill us. Yeah. But there's people out there who really, you know, doing the damn thing, and they could be like, "Oh, if it's under, you know, ten thousand, I don't care." But if it <laughs> that but, would that would be a different story for us, exactly. So, like, but I do think that regardless of where you are, there should be like a conversation to have, like, hey. What's the amount you need to talk to your spouse about or whatever? And it just, it, for me, and we kind of went completely off track, it helps. It as, makes you ask the question, is it something you really need or something you really want? Or how important is this you're spending this money on? Yeah, because you be trying to have me in some crazy stuff. Like, like we don't need a garage, but yet you have a car that must be parked in the garage. So I'm like, that don't make any sense. So, I mean, it's just, I think... We're still in this process, so I don't have the hindsight, like, what I have learned from this process. But I think I learned a lot from buying the house I bought originally. And, like... Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. This uh, episode, a preview episode of Walters Are We. Not sure if we're going to make that its own podcast or fold it in the digital, Darren. But we are going to have it at least once a month at a minimum on Patreon. So check out our Patreon. Just go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and search Digital Darren, D-A-R-O-N. As always, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.